Good morning. And welcome to the Presbyterian Church of the Covenant. My name is Reverend Jason Warren Griffiths. I'm glad you're here, along with all the team. Uh, this is a place where we are um, worshiping Jesus Christ. Living out God's love. Transforming community, community by the Holy Spirit. Uh, got a couple announcements. First of them is we have Denisa Spatasian. I think I'm pronouncing that right. As our guest musician, wasn't that beautiful? Thank you. Thank you very much for filling in for Micah. That's wonderful. Um, also, you'll notice in your orders of worship, there's these Deacon Fund um, envelopes. And you just, this goes to the least and the lost. And if you haven't heard, we came up with the, the missions and outreach committee came up with an amazing idea of creating care packages um, for people because we get about forty to fifty people a month coming to our door asking for Stater Brothers cards and just food. And so, missions and outreach says, "Let's do something a little different. Let's do this is the time for giving." Let's get sweatshirts together. Let's get a backpack full of hygiene kit. Let's get socks and beanies. And let's also get them gift cards to Target. I think that's in there. Is that in there? So this goes to that. So um, if you want to give to the least and the lost, this is the most direct and immediate way. Also, back here, there's these flyers. Um, This is all that's coming up. we got a busy season. Notice we've cleared the, the stage for the cantata in a couple weeks. I do not miss that. That's a, that's a highlight right there. Um, we got next week, we got your festival of carols. Danny and the band will be leading some Christmas carols. Who doesn't like Christmas carols? Um, Scrooge, Scrooge McDuck, um, all those guys. This is the second week of Advent. Advent simply means... Uh, arrival. And this is the week of peace. Shalom. A couple weeks ago, Amy preached on the chesed of God. This is where we get together as God's kingdom outpost and we pause. We breathe out all the stresses, all the worries. We breathe in this community. We breathe in the breath of God, the Holy Spirit. Would you stand with me? And I will read our call to worship in this today. I'm going to be reading from the King James Version. And this is Psalm 60, 1 through 5. Arise, shine, for thy light is come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth, and gross darkness the people. But the Lord shall arise upon thee, and his glory shall be seen upon thee. And the Gentiles shall come to thy light, and kings to the brightness of thy rising. Lift up thine eyes round about, and see All they gather themselves together. They come to thee. Thy sons and daughters shall come from afar. And thy daughters shall be nursed by thy side. And thou shalt see and flow together. And thine heart shall fear and be enlarged. Because the abundance of the sea shall be converted unto thee. The forces of the Gentiles shall come unto thee. Let's worship the Lord.
Um, I wrestled with family and a story to tell you as far as a testimony to bring peace. Um, as you know, I don't have many family members, and unfortunately, my mom is hanging in there, but she's got a cold, and Taylor couldn't make it, and Landon won't be here till Christmas. And I was upset about it. And as I was wrestling about what to tell you in a testimony about how God loves us and how good he is to us, I took a walk yesterday. And my normal 15-minute walk around the school, I managed to encounter God's people all over our neighborhood spreading the good word of Jesus. They were selling ice cream. They were giving away free hamburgers for anybody that would listen and each corner I turned, I met the rest of the congregation. And it got to where I had a conversation with every one of them. And I got home and I felt at peace. God was letting me know that it's not about the family that you have within you, but it's the family of Christ. And that everybody here has stepped up and been there for me when I didn't have anybody. And with that, God gives me peace. And I can get through life with all of you in my heart. And, and I, I, I'm so forever grateful. And I want to thank you. And I have this prayer that I was asked to read. And it's, Lord, in a season when every heart should be happy and light, many of us are struggling with the heaviness of life. Burdens that steal the joy right out of our stockings. Tragedy arrives as innocent victims suffer, and inner voice whispers, be afraid. We need your peace, Jesus. We confess that our hearts are too often filled with wonder of a different kind, wondering when the bills will be paid, when the terror will stop, when rest will come. Will it ever? Is the message still true? In a world where worry, not peace, prevails, stir up that good news again. This Advent, make it real in our hearts. Never have we needed your joy and peace more than now. Thank you for the gift of Jesus, our Emmanuel, the Word made flesh. We not only need your peace and joy, Lord, we crave it. You've promised rest for the weary, victory for the battle-scarred, peace for the anxious, and acceptance for the brokenhearted. Not just at Advent, but every day of the year. Your name is still called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, and the Prince of Peace. We know that peace on earth can only come when hearts find peace with you. You are still our joy. You are still our peace. You are no longer a babe in the manger. You are Lord of Lords and King of Kings, and we celebrate you as Lord this Christmas and always. In the name of Jesus Christ, who gives us peace beyond understanding, we pray. Amen.
During Advent, we prepare for the coming of Christ, full of grace and full of truth. Trusting in God's unfailing grace, let us confess the truth about ourselves, joining together in our prayer of confession. Merciful God, you pardon all who truly repent and turn to you. We humbly confess our sins and ask your mercy. We have not loved you with a pure heart, nor have we loved our neighbors as ourselves. We have not done justice, loved kindness, or walked humbly with you, our God. Have mercy on us, O God, in your loving kindness. In your great compassion, cleanse us from our sin. Do not cast away from presence or take your Holy Spirit from us. Restore us to the joy of your salvation and sustain us with your bountiful spirit. Amen. When the time had fully come, God sent forth his Son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law so that we might receive adoption as his sons and daughters. And because we are his sons and daughters, we are no longer slaves. We are heirs. Hear the good news. In Christ Jesus, we are forgiven. In Christ Jesus, we are his sons and daughters. In Christ Jesus, we are his heirs. Amen.
last week, hope, and our character we were studying or looking a look at for hope was Elizabeth. And uh, we learned that Elizabeth, getting on in years, was the real deal. And she shared a dream with Mary, her cousin. And that dream was Jesus the Christ coming into the world. Today we're looking at peace, and we're going to be looking at the character of Joseph, and we're going to look at Luke chapter 2, and I'm going to read the first seven verses. In those days, a decree went out from Emperor Augustus that all the world should be registered, this was the first registration and was taken with while Quirinius was governor of Syria. All went to their own towns to be registered. Joseph went from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, the city of David called Bethlehem, because he was descended from the house and family of David. He went to be registered with Mary, to whom he was engaged and who was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for her to deliver her child. And she gave birth to her firstborn, her firstborn son, and wrapped him in bands of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the inn. This is the word of the Lord. Let me pray. Heavenly Father, precious Lord Jesus, powerful spirit, I pray that you'd speak through me. I pray that you'd use my words to deliver your message. And all God's people said, Have you ever had a time, or has there been a time in your life, when you can't catch a break? Why don't you tell somebody about it, around it, you about it? Take a couple seconds. I know my wife is sitting solo. Maybe you need to move back and talk to Edson. A time where you couldn't catch a break. I don't feel like you guys want to talk to each other. Okay, we'll, we'll save for the talking to each other for the party. Uh, maybe I'm the only one in here. But there seems to be seasons in my life where I can't catch a break. Just everything goes wrong. 
All the cookies crumble. Like, everything falls apart. First, I want to deal with some details of the text that you... Nazareth. It was foretold in the Old Testament that the Messiah would come from Nazareth. But it was also foretold that he would come from Bethlehem. So how is that going to happen? Luke explains how it happens. Nazareth, at the time that Jesus was born, could almost fit inside this room. It's a really, really small town. Picture a small town, and it's smaller. (laughs) I grew up in Millis, Massachusetts. We had one streetlight in the town. We had our McDonald's. The town next door had Burger King. That was Medway. Nazareth didn't have anything. (laughs) Nazareth is pretty far, actually, from Bethlehem. Census is taken. Everybody's got to move. Everybody's got to go back to where their family origins are. Their roots. He goes back to Bethlehem. Bethlehem's a big city. Bethlehem, even to today, it's David's town. Has anybody traveled to the Holy Land? There's just something special about the town. It feels like David's town. It's, everyone's, it's on everyone's lips. It's... A Davidic king is supposed to come next. That's why it's kind of surprising that Jesus is that Davidic king, but he's more David than David, and I can do a whole book on that. That's just the facts that I want you to not over, overlook. Joseph rules in town. How many people have been on a road trip? High stress or low stress? How many times have you said, we'll get there when we get there? How many times have you said, seriously, if you don't sit still, something bad is going to happen? I'm always impressed... The little we know of Joseph, he's got nerves of steel, and he's got peace. He comes into town, mentions in the text he's engaged to be married. It also mentions the woman he's engaged to is about to give birth. Does anybody recognize a problem with that? (laughs) Right? There's danger of being stoned to death. There's a real fear that they're the only two that have heard these angels and have had these dreams. Everyone else sees a young pregnant girl, and most scholars think he was a slightly older gentleman, engaged to be married. Road trip, stress. Pregnant wife, to be, more stress, (laughs) right? Get to the city. What happens? No place to stay. Thomas Merton says this, into this world, this demented inn in which there is absolutely no room for him at all, Christ comes uninvited. Follow that? This world didn't want him. That's what John says. The darkness did not want him. Joseph just can't take a break, get a break. Right at the end, 
as the child is born, peace shows up. Just a side note. There's not a lot of wood over there. The manger probably was of stone. Just that's a little, little tangent that I learned while I was over in the Holy Land. Picture the stone trough with a baby wrapped in cloth, lying in it. And there's the Prince of Peace. I can't help, as I was preparing for this sermon, I couldn't help but think of the, the missionary tale, Peace Child. Has anybody read it? Homework assignment. Read Peace Child by Don Richardson. He was a, he was a um, missionary to Papua New Guinea. He shows up in Papua New Guinea, starts translating the Bible into the one of... How many dialects... Dick, are you, you still with us? How many, how many dialects of... How many languages are in Papua New Guinea? 400. Over 400. He's a missionary, if everybody didn't know that. And he served over Papua New Guinea. So... Over 400 languages. Don Richardson shows up and starts translating the Bible into one of those languages. Horrible thing happens. He translates the Bible, he reads it, or uh, the gospel. I think he started with the John. Did you start with John? Probably started with John. Um, they think Judas is the main character, the, or the hero of the story. Because in their culture... The backstabbing and the conniving is, is put on a pedestal. So he translates the, the Gospel of John, and everybody listening in their own dialect say, that Judas guy is awesome. <laughs> what? John Richardson's like, I think I need to quit my job. I don't know if I'm that good of a missionary. But he hangs out for a little bit like you're supposed to. And he finds the cultural key. The cultural key is there's these warring tribes. And when wars get out of hand, like these battles get out of hand, two, two tribes will come together and say, let's make peace. And as a symbol of that, we, we will give you our most recent baby born. You give me your most recent baby born, and we'll raise them as our own. And they were called peace child. Does anybody see a connection between this? Here's this world, as Thomas Merton demented in, that does not want does not want peace, does not want what the Messiah has to bring. God, in his sovereign wisdom, hands over his own child as a peace child, as a peace offering to be raised amongst us. Ultimately, for that, Ultimately, to die on the cross for our spiritual peace, our peace daily, and our peace moment by moment, hour by hour. Applications. How can you experience more peace? I imagine Joseph had some tricks. And I can't wait to get to heaven and ask him what they are. Right? I can guess what they were. 
He was a faithful Jewish man. He would breathe in scripture on a regular basis. He would read God's word. Once again, Jason's telling me to read my Bible. (laughs) Here's a novel idea. Read your Bible before you go to a mall. Read your Bible before you think of what you're going to get somebody a gift. Get to know God by reading his word. I imagine you might have had even some breathing techniques. My wife is really... I have difficulty with this. because Can you picture a more opposite person than me, than Joseph? Have you met me? I'm kind of high strung. I have a, I'm moving and stuff like that. I'm intentionally trying to speak quieter and softer. And I'm having a really hard time doing it. That's just a little honesty from Jason. But there's times for peace. And if we don't create those times for peace, I I feel like we miss out on our humanity. We miss out on a piece of the gospel. We miss out on a piece of Jesus that is so what the world is desiring. My wife, I have to put my Bible down. I've noticed when she gets dry stress or whatever like that, I'm going to, sorry, I'm going to steal a little bit of your thunder. But she'll go like this. Anybody ever have teenagers? <laughs> this, is, this happens a lot around our house. <laughs> I honestly, I think that's an awesome trick of the trade. This is one of those moments. Do you, have a, do you have a little tip on how to experience peace? Pray. That's Joseph's trick. Just dwell in peace. Dwell on it. Just think about it. I like to doodle. and Sometimes I'll just write peace and just write it over and over. And sometimes I'll draw things on it and stuff like that. Anything else? Anybody else? Meditate. Read scripture. I think that's, that goes hand in hand. Because if you dwell on peace, that gets you far. But I think if you dwell on the truth that God has it, Peace is a byproduct. I often ask these questions in my daytimers Bible study, and they often come at, they come back with, "Well, I'm very peaceful. <laughs> I don't need anything. You know, I want to raise answers. All those if you knew, like there might be a couple in here that have said, you know, I'm doing really good at peace.'" I want to challenge those folk. How do you spread peace? How do you spread peace? I think for tips of that, do all of that stuff we were just talking about and push the world aside and and capture that and then go from that place and walk around and do things. People that I know that are very, very peaceful, when they're in the supermarket, they get to know the person that's checking their groceries. They let people go in front of them while they're driving around. Less horn. (laughs) I think that's about it. I'm going to close in a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you for your son, Jesus the Christ. 
the Prince of Peace. Thank you that you didn't listen to us. This world didn't want you, but you know what you know and you knew what we needed. I pray that we would make time to spend in your word. Talk with you more. Listen to you more. I pray that you would overflow our cups with your peace as we dwell upon the truth that you have the whole world in your hand. And as we approach the table, I pray that you would remind us of the sacrifice you made where we trade our sins and you give us your peace, your righteousness. And all God's people said, as we continue in worship, now this is part of the service where we give back to God just a portion of what he so richly blessed us with. This morning's tithes and offerings are now received. And if you're listening on the podcast, you send your gifts, your tithes, your offerings to Presbyterian Church of the Covenant, P.O. Box 2128, Costa Mesa, California, 92628. And if you're in the sanctuary, you leave them in an offering plate on the way out. skies of Bethlehem appeared a star while angels sang to lonely shepherds three wise men seeking truth travel from afar hoping to find the child from heaven falling on their knees they
was looking up a lot of scripture verses on peace to see what would lead into our communion today. And, you know, every time Paul got in front of a church, he would say, peace to you. There was peace everywhere. But the scripture I found that I wanted to use this morning is from Luke. For a child has been born for us, a son given to us, Authority rests upon his shoulders, and he is named Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. His authority shall grow continually, and there shall be endless peace for the throne of David and his kingdom. He will establish and uphold it with justice and with righteousness from the first time onward and forevermore. When we come to this table, that's what we're proclaiming. The birth, the life, the death, the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ for us. And we await his coming again. So we come and celebrate in peace as we come to this table. Will you pray with me? You are holy, O God of majesty, and blessed is Jesus Christ, your Son. You sent him into our world to satisfy the longings of your people for a Savior, to bring freedom to the captives, and to establish justice of the oppressed. He came upon us as one of us, taking in the lot of the poor sharing human suffering. We rejoice that in his death and rising again, you set before us the sure promise of new life. Remembering your gracious acts in Jesus Christ, we take from your creation this bread and cup and joyfully celebrate his dying and rising as we await the day of his coming. Gracious God, pour out your Holy Spirit upon us and upon these gifts, that the bread we break and the cup we bless may be the communion of the body and the blood of Christ. May we be one with all who share this feast. 
God of grace and truth. In Jesus Christ, you came among us as light shining in the darkness. We confess that we have not always welcomed that light. Forgive us. Fill us with gratitude overflowing that we may share life and love in praise to you, God of all the ages. As this bread we take is Christ's body for us, send us out to be the body of Christ in the world. In the glorious name of your Son, Jesus Christ, by the power of your Holy Spirit. Amen. On the night that he was betrayed, Jesus gathered with his followers, and after giving thanks, he took bread, and he broke it, and he said, This is my body, broken for you, for the forgiveness of sins. Whenever you take of this, do so in remembrance of me. And so we acting on Christ's behalf say to you, take, eat. This is my body broken for you, the body of Christ. After giving thanks, he, he lifted up the cup and said, this used to be the blood, used to symbolize the blood that was shed by the blameless and spotless sheep that was spread on the doorpost of the Exodus event, the Passover. But I'm making a new covenant with my followers. And he says, this bread no longer symbolizes getting out of Egypt so fast that you couldn't wait for the bread to rise, but now it symbolizes my body. My body broken for you. In this cup, my blood, my lifeblood, shed for the forgiveness of your sins. And Paul later adds in his letter to the Corinthians, he says, as often as we, that's you, brothers and sisters, as often as we, Gather together, we're gathered together, and we eat of this bread and drink of this cup. We proclaim that our sins are forgiven. And we also proclaim he's coming back for each and every one of us. If you have a little pot, you've got to peel back the thingy. This is the cup of Christ. Shed for the forgiveness of your sins. Please join me in a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we are grateful. We are grateful to you for this day. We are grateful to you for the people to our right and to our left. We are grateful to you for our friends and our families. I pray that you would hear us as we silently spend some time with you now. Lord, heal our country. Lord, heal our world. Lord, come near and give us peace. Help us drown out the noises, the distractions. We place you on the throne of our lives once again. Thank you for forgiving our sins. 
May we live in a way that is worthy of your love. And all God's children said, Amen. Amen. I forget what Christmas carol it is. Um, Your law is love and your gospel is peace. You remember that Christmas? That Christmas carol? Sing a little bit. No, 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 no. Not that part. Sing that part where it says, Your law is love and your gospel is peace. Change shall he break for the slave is our mother and in his name all the passion shall see. It's not joy to the world, it's a, a thrill of joy. Oh, all right, that's good. <laughs> oh, holy night. Yeah, because then it goes fall on your knee. That's ridiculously good. Thank you for being able to do that. Just, I love these Christmas carols, right? According to that Christmas carol, the gospel, the Evangelium, is that through Jesus Christ, man, woman, child, baby, no matter your race, creed, economic background, the good news is through Jesus Christ, you can have peace. My prayer and my hope in lieu of a benediction, actually, I'll give a benediction, but everybody just hang, hang out with your hands because we're going to stand up and sing and we're going to do the whole Lord, the, the Lord's Prayer singing thing. But I pray that God's peace would smother you this week that we would swim in it. That we would leave this space as a people united by Jesus the Christ and our wake would disrupt everything around here and it would be filled to the brim with peace. And all God's people said,